This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast as we uh, look towards opening day and especially towards the uh, Yankees and the Mets and exactly what to expect from these teams. You know, um, the optimism has been at least tempered by what's gone on, okay? With the exception of the whole excitement around Volpe, um, it has been a, a tough spring training as far as optimism for these two teams after having an off season where there was nothing but optimism, uh, for both teams, you know, um, but I think at the injuries, the Diaz injury, obviously, and what that means, the injuries to 60% of the Yankees starting rotation and what that means. But remember, it is a very long season and, Look at both things, okay? The Mets clearly built around the start, the, the top of a rotation with two stellar, you know, Hall of Fame types. And then, of course, a closer who had established himself as the best closer in baseball. Now he's gone for the season, so everyone feels, all right, that's it, down the drain. You know, the, the Mets don't have enough to get it done. Remember one thing, they have incredible resources, they have already gone and spent an exorbitant amount of money. They have spent way above anybody else in baseball, and they have no problems spending more. So if they go down the stretch of the season, and it is a very long season, they go down the stretch of the season and they need a relief pitcher, they go get one. If they need a bat, they go get one. If they need to make a move, they go get one. They have the ability to do that. They have unlimited financial resources, and that is something that you have to take into account because it does impact the team dramatically. And remember, it's a different year this year. It's a very different year on the field. It's a different year in terms of schedules. So there's going to be just a different feel to everything. And that's going to take everybody some time. And I think that there are a lot of bad teams. And that is going to give the better teams a chance to feast on many of those teams. There are some very, very poor rosters. Not one or two of them. More like seven or eight of them. And you know what? That's going to be opportunity for the better teams to pad their records. So when you look at it and you see all the teams that are picked up in the 90s, and remember both the Yankees and the Mets are, there's a host of teams there that are picked that high. 
And right there, you know, with the Yankees at 95, with the Dodgers and Braves and Astros at 95, with the Padres at 93, with the Mets at 93. Okay, the Yankees are 95-5 to be exact. The Mets are 93-5 to be exact. Okay. Those teams will take advantage of what the bottom offers, what the A's offer, what the Nationals offer, what the Rockies offer, what the Reds offer, what the Pirates offer, what the Royals offer, what the Tigers offer. I wouldn't put the Marlins in that group. And they have a habit of playing well against the Mets anyway. But I think this year, uh, things are going to play into their hands, and they will both teams come away with good records. It's a long season for the Yankees. Remember that? They have a lot of sorting out to do. The Yankees have some guys on this team right now who I do not believe will be on the team in July. Whether Volpe is going to be a star right off the top or not, we don't know. Okay? I mean, you're hearing wonderful things. The Yankee machine is uh, in full tilt. Everything is, you know, it's it, everything is being uh, predetermined, but that doesn't mean it happens right away. Maybe it will. Maybe he's that kind of player. We'll see. We'll see how it unfolds. And if he gets off to a slow start, and I gather, you know, you've heard that he's not the fastest starter in the world. If he gets off to a slow start, hey, you let that play as it will. And if the team gets off to a slow start, again, it's a very, very long season. And there are always reinforcements. So I see when everything clears, I see the Yankees right where you expect them to be, right around 97, 98 wins. And the Mets right around 93, 94, 95 wins. I'll say 95. I have them both going over their numbers slightly. I think the biggest thing that the Mets have going for them is you can save games without a dynamic closer in the regular season. Because you can get by with bullpen by committee. You can't do that when the games are biggest and when the postseason comes. You can't do that. Then you have to have thunder at the back. You can't get it done with ordinary people. You can in the regular season. You can play bullpen by committee. You can't do it when you're playing for keeps. And there are fewer good teams in the American League, but there are some very good teams at the top, and they are, there are better teams sprinkled through the National League. Maybe not a team as good as the Astros in totality. But I think with the Met resources and with what they have there, I think you're looking at another season where they're going to have a very, very productive season. Why would you expect anything else? I mean, to think that just because they lost the closer that it's going to impact them that much. Now, you want to take say that they're not going to get to the World Series because that, okay, I can buy that. But you'll let that, you'll let that happen as it happens. 
Okay, that'll that'll get there as it unfolds. You worry about the postseason when the postseason happens. You're not going to worry about it right now. You're not going to worry about it. You're really not. You're going to let it let it happen and let the season happen and then worry about it as it unfolds. The postseason will be a whole different deal. When you look at the, you know, some people like to look at the uh, spring training records and think that seeing a team play well there will be an indicator of things to come. I've never been a big believer in that. I've seen it happen a couple of times, but I think too often it hasn't happened a lot. You might see some improved teams that way, but you really can't tell. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of times you wind up playing a lot of the same teams and it gets highly repetitive and you're in split squad games and there's this and that. So I I don't like to make too much of it. I really don't. I'm expecting as we get ready for tomorrow and the Giants and the Yankees and the Mets and the Marlins, I expect very big regular seasons from both teams as we got in last year. Now, are they the two favorites to win it all? No. I don't think they are. I think the Astros are still the best team in baseball, still the best team in the American, in the, in the American League. And I don't think the Mets will get to the promised land this year. I think they'll have a good season. I think they'll be in the postseason. I don't think they'll get to the World Series. I'm going with an Atlanta-Houston World Series and an Atlanta World Series victory. I think, you know, you see some of the numbers like Judge's uh, stunningly heavy favoritism to win the home run title and to win, you know, the MVP and stuff like that. Hey, staying healthy is not easy. Doing things two years in a row are not easy. And thinking you could duplicate the year he had last year, very difficult to do. Just difficult enough to go out there and get 157 games in. And like I said, the Yankees have to make some decisions on that roster. They've already made some. They're going to have to make more. They don't have to make them opening day. One thing they have is they have enough depth to cover things. And they have enough arms to cover things in the regular season with their pitching. They have enough li- – the Yankees have a lot of live arms. There might not be a Mariano Rivera there, but they have a lot of live arms. There might not be a guy who has the guile of an Andy Pettit there, but they have a lot of live arms. And that's enough to get them through. So, like I said, it's going to be a good baseball season. Will it be the one that you want in October? I don't think so. But, hey, crazier things have happened. We'll finish up with a couple of emails right after. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Mike Francesa podcast at gmail.com. Opening day tomorrow. Weather won't be great in New York. I mean, the Mets are in Florida uh, later in the day. The Yankees, it's probably going to be like a high of like 44 tomorrow. So, hey, what can you do? You know, you can't do too much about it. I have a high tomorrow of. 40, 
in the Bronx, maybe as high as 47, but that's still anything warm weather for opening day. I mean, what can you do? You just try to hope you get the game in and take it away. I mean, hey, when you start the season in March up here, anything is possible. You know, you're just happy when it doesn't snow. As we said, a couple of emails, let's go. Chris, who would you expect a bigger year from, Verlander or Scherzer? Regular season, I would expect a, a bigger year out of Scherzer. That would be my opinion. Not by an incredible margin, but that would be my opinion. What would be a disappointment or a disappointing season for Aaron Judge? I mean, that's not almost that's almost not a fair question. Because, I mean, has he reached a point? He had a year last year that was one of the great, great seasons that anybody's had in baseball in a very, very long time. Okay? I mean, a very long time. Uh, if you go by, you know, the modern way of looking at seasons – if you take war into account and stuff like that, I mean, he had one of the incredible years uh, in the last 40 years of baseball. Uh, 157 games played, 133 runs scored, 62 homers, 131 RBIs, 111 walks, um, Batting average of 311, uh, a on-base percentage of 425, a slugging percentage of 686, and winning many of those categories by wide margins. If you're looking historically, you would have to go to at least one, maybe two of the Bonds years were better. At least the one great Bonds year, the incredible Bonds year, was better. And the two Manly years, 56 and 57, were better in terms of war. Before that, you would have to go back to Ruth to find a year where the war was as high as, as, as judges. That's how, that's how impressive it was. So you'd have to go back to uh, Bonds and you'd have to go back to Mantle. And Mantle's 56 season is one for the ages. He led all of baseball, not just the American League, let all of baseball in virtually every category. And that's, that's unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. So, I mean, special, special season. And what people don't realize is this year right after, while he didn't have as many homers and the numbers didn't jump out like they did in the Triple Crown year. And remember, he was always... Even when he hit higher, remember, Mantles in the year after hit higher. He hit 365. Didn't win the batting trial because there was a guy named Ted Williams. And Williams was that prolific, even late in his career. But last year was so good that people might look at 40 homers and say it's a disappointment, which is utterly ridiculous. Or 110 RBIs and say or 110 runs scored and say 
That's a disappointing year. Well, it's not a disappointing year. Or or three eighty five or three ninety on base percentage, and say, oh, it's a terrible year. It's not a terrible year. Well, the bottom line is, you know, to duplicate what he did last year. That's why to use the term disappointing makes that very tough because there's so much room beneath where he was last year with it being so extraordinary. There's a lot of room to slide a year in underneath it and still have a good year. Will the Mets add a bat? I don't think right away. I think they will see what they have first. They will sort it out. I think they will probably need a bat. The thing that jumps out at you about the Mets was two things from last year. Number one, the Mets didn't hit when they're big two. When Lindor and Alonso did not hit, they didn't hit. And in the postseason, they desperately needed missed Marte's bat. They missed him a lot. Now, they could pick up some offense at a couple of subtle spots this year. That'll be better. Catcher, third base. So they could pick up some subtle stuff. And they may look at the bat a little differently. But if they need a bat come July, I expect them to go get it. And get him the kind of bat who can come in and really be a solid RBI guy who can really lift the lineup. Ben asks, do you prefer Buck or Boone? They're very different. First of all, Buck has had a tremendous career. The only thing Buck has lacked is he has not taken a team to the finish line. He has not taken a team to the all the way. And that is, that's been tough. But he's built some terrific teams and done, you know, a very good job and is regarded as one of the real good baseball men. He's been around a long time. Boone's had a different career. I mean, his win percentage is off the charts. He just hasn't closed the deal either. And he has gotten a, a, a bad rap because now... You see, you hear so much nonsense and so much stuff that comes out of the Yankees. You hear this stuff that comes out where, oh, the Yankees don't do anything if it's not completely, you know, supported by analytics. Boone is a push-button manager. That's the high side. Boone is a puppet is the low side. It's almost set up where he gets no credit. But he also gets minimal blame. Um, I think he is a player's manager to a fault. I don't always agree with everything he does. I like him personally. I like them both personally. I know them both well, obviously. I spent a lot of time. I had Boone. I did a show with Boone for a long time. I've known Buck forever. So I feel like I know both guys really well. I like both guys. It's hard to knock either one of their records. 
they've both been winners wherever they've gone. Um, but again, you know what it comes down to? They're going to both hear criticism until they win a World Series. That's what it's going to come down to. That's it. You know, um, I watched a, a thing recently on Showtime. They had this Dean Smith documentary. They have a couple of good basketball documentaries on there that they run periodically. One is about the uh, perfect 76 Indiana team, which is really good to, good to take a look at. The other one is on Dean Smith. And I remember the night I was courtside. That was my first Final Four. I was standing right under the basket with Brent Musburger, who I had worked with for the first time that tournament. That was my first thing that I had really done with CBS was that tournament. And Musburger had kind of taken me uh, under his wing and I had, you know, gotten off very well with him and we were already working well together and we were under the basket together getting ready to do the post game when the ball went in you know when Jordan hit the shot and then after we finished the post game we were down there as they were having press conferences and everything and uh, we we came across Coach Smith, who I knew a little bit, you know, I know, know him to say hello to and talk to, you know, he knew me, I knew him, I mean, but I, I wasn't close to him, but I, I, I knew him. And he really did make that statement, you know, you guys think I'm a better coach now than I was 20 minutes ago. Before he had ever won that championship. And his point was, hey, I was a really good coach then, I would have been a really good coach if I never won a championship. And, and there have been guys who have been really good coaches and really good managers who've never won a championship. And there's been some lousy guys who have won championships. But if you want to cement your career, you need to win one. Buck needs to win one. Boone will never be satisfied if he ever leaves the Yankees and he didn't win one. I think they're in very different positions. I think Buck is completely in control. That's his team. I think Booney's been put in a position where, like I said, I don't think a lot of it's fair because it's almost in like a can't-win position now because a lot of people think he's just a figurehead, and that's not fair. That's not fair for any manager. But the Yankees have allowed that kind of talk to filter down inside their organization where they have had guys make statements inside their organization which have not looked good for their decision makers because it looks like they are letting the analytic people run on the team. Now that's where that comes from. So I think they're in very different positions. But I think I think Buck had a magical year last year that just, unfortunately, the pitching just did not. You know, the Marty injury was one thing, but the pitching just did not hold up. You know, we all talked last year, and it just shows you 
that what you count on sometimes won't be there at the end of the season. We all said just, hey, can you imagine a healthy Scherzer and a healthy DeGrom when the playoffs start, they're going to dominate. And they didn't. They didn't pitch well. And they weren't built to win. And they're not built to win this year if Scherzer, they don't have Diaz. And if Scherzer and Verlin, they don't pitch well, they're not going to win. That's the way it's set up. But let's be honest as this thing starts. I know that both teams have taken their hits here in this spring. But with injuries and everything else. But these two teams are talented teams that are going to win a lot of games. Case closed. They're both going to make the playoffs. And then we'll see where it takes them. Then things are going to have to bounce right. Then things are going to have to bounce right. But I do think they'll both be in the postseason. Enjoy the start of your baseball season. We'll have the final four stuff for you on Friday. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.